Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is, why is it so hard to get and stay organized? I counted eight reasons why adults with ADHD tend to have more trouble with keeping their belongings organized. Fortunately, these eight reasons suggest eight solutions. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. Cool. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. If you have any doubt that staying organized isn't a universal struggle these days, you've clearly never let your eyes wander across a magazine covers at the supermarket checkout, where you would see several magazines with articles about decluttering, organizing, or simplifying. Unfortunately, none of them have a headline that says, start now by not adding this magazine to your existing mess. So as a general rule, you're in good company. It may just be a matter of degree. Some of your neighbor's houses may be pretty bad, but yours is really bad. Adults with ADHD have additional challenges when it comes to staying organized. Let's go over the problems and then cover the potential solutions. So number one, weaknesses in executive functioning. As I wrote about in the first chapter of More Attention, Less Deficit, and also covered in the first 10 podcasts, people with ADHD are often weak in certain executive functions and are thereby less efficient and effective at managing all the details of their lives. This is especially true for organizing their stuff. When you get down to it, creating and maintaining an organizational system are actually pretty complex processes. First, you need to keep in mind everything that you need to organize and then mentally manipulate those objects to find good homes for them all. This system should take into account how often you need each item so that the most frequently used are also the most accessible. This takes a lot of working memory. Without it, things get stuck in places that don't really work. So once you've conceptualized your grand organizational system, you need to kick yourself into gear, which is also known as self-activation, to put things away and then follow it through to the end, even when you're tired of doing it, also known as persistence. Of course, then you need to maintain this system, which means remembering where things are supposed to go, as well as managing your time well enough that you have a little extra at the end to clean up as you go. All in all, there's a lot going on here, both when people with ADHD struggle as well as when they succeed. Second reason why folks with ADHD struggle with organization is lack of time. For people with ADHD, tasks often take longer because they may waste time scrambling around tracking down the necessary items. This then leaves them with less time to put things back in their place. When they finish the task, they don't circle back to put everything away, setting themselves up for trouble next time. So the cycle continues. Unfortunately, life creates chaos, so a regular input of energy is required to recreate order. This means that we need to spend time every day or week 
putting things back where they belong, getting rid of what we no longer need, and replacing what we've used up. Or at least somebody needs to spend that time. If you can work a deal with your family members or hire a maid, then I suppose you don't have to do it at all, but it still needs to be done. However, the simpler you make your organizational system and the less stuff you have, the less time and effort it'll take to restore order. Third reason, impulsive purchases. The more stuff you bring into your house, the more easily it will slip into chaos. This is especially true if you're much better at bringing things in than moving things out. So, when faced with a tempting purchase, try to remind yourself that something will need to go if this comes. Either that or you'll need to move into a bigger house. And you know how horrible moving always is. Fourth reason for disorganization. Lack of a good organizational system. Some people with ADHD are disorganized because they just don't have an easy and effective organizational system. Things get put away somewhat haphazardly, which makes them much harder to find later. These are the people who could get locked into their house for a thousand years, and it still wouldn't be especially organized. Having a good organizational system does two things for you. First, it tells you where things should go when you're putting them away. Second, it makes it easy to find things because you know where to look. If you can recognize that part of your problem is that you don't have a good organizational system, then get some help with it. You may need help with just one room or one type of belonging, like paperwork. Ask a friend or family member for their opinion or hire a, per a professional organizer. You can check out nsgcd.org, which stands for National Study Group on Chronic Disorganization. So, NSN. Uh, nsgcd.org, kind of a tongue twister. Just make sure that their uh, opinion of the organizer or the friend um, or the suggestions that they make fit your way of doing things and, you know, therefore can be maintained in the long run. Fifth reason for disorganization is hopelessness. After a lifetime of partial and perhaps often short-lived successes at getting organized, many adults with ADHD don't have much hope that the future will be much better. As a result, they give only the minimum effort required or whip things into shape only when forced to, you know, for example, when companies coming over. Of course, learning about your ADHD and actively treating it may give some good reason to be optimistic or at least partially willing to give it a try. Sixth reason, saving things just in case. After being caught empty-handed so often, many adults with ADHD get into the habit of saving too many things, just in case they might need them later. Since they have trouble deciding what to keep and what to toss, they play it safe and keep too many things. To some extent, this is an information processing issue as we discussed in the beginning of this podcast on executive functions. The reason that everything has at least some value and some possibility of being needed later, so therefore they should keep it all. But that's only half the story. The question, is whether, the question isn't whether the item has any value at all, but whether it has enough value relative to their other belongings. That is, when figuring an item's value, you also need to factor in that keeping too much 
will make it harder to find the important things when you actually need them. For example, keeping all those old outfits will make it harder to see and find the outfits that you still wear. This ultimately does more harm than good, even if it started out as a good plan. Ironically, getting rid of those marginal items will actually make you more likely to have on hand the things that you really need. So when you're holding on to some item of borderline value, remember to ask yourself the second question. How valuable is this relative to the rest of my stuff? Is it worth the price paid in terms of not finding other, more important items? It's usually better to pay a small price up front by getting rid of the item than paying a bigger price later when you can't find what you need. Some people feel bad that getting rid of things that some people feel bad getting rid of things that still have some good life left. To the extent that you can, try to sell, give away, donate, or recycle them if this makes it easier to let go. Unfortunately, though, it's an imperfect world we live in, and sometimes we need to send things to an early grave. There comes a point where it's just not worth your time trying to find a loving home for all those orphans. Seventh reason, extremes beget extremes. Many ADHD adults have an all-or-nothing relationship with keeping their stuff organized. Their stuff is either pretty close to disaster, or they're in the midst of a frenzied organizing spree. The second one's a little less common. While I give them a lot of credit for these heroic efforts to whip their stuff into shape, it often doesn't get everything put away most effectively. Everything is taken off the floor and desktops, but is put away somewhat haphazardly. Because they don't take the time to create a more logical and easily maintained organizational system, it's only a matter of time before they're back in the same spot. This obviously makes the organizing marathon feel like a waste, so they're not too thrilled to do it again. Of course, the longer they wait, the worse it becomes, so each extreme drives the other. The solution, then, is to push yourself to tackle the mess before your family members threaten to call the health department. It won't be nearly as painful then. Eighth reason why folks with ADHD struggle with staying organized is that the stuff keeps coming. Even if you manage to get so organized that your obsessive-compulsive friends are impressed, you then need to maintain it. This means not only putting back what you already own, but also dealing with the constant influx of new things. You either need to find a good place for them or send them quickly on their way. So you'll have less work if you restrict how much new stuff comes into your life. Remember that not everything deserves a place in your home or in your life. So, there you have eight reasons why folks with ADHD struggle to stay organized, as well as some ideas to hopefully get on top of all your stuff. This is the first podcast in the new year, and the 41st podcast in total. I have to say I'm really psyched to say that there have been over 50,000 total downloads from all over the world, which is pretty awesome. So, there are a lot of people out there listening. If you like what you hear, then spread the word to others who you think would benefit. I would appreciate it, and hopefully they would too. Our next episode will be Non-Traditional Treatments, Separate the Wheat from the Chaff. There are lots of non-traditional treatments available for ADHD, most of which have no benefit. It's important to know what to look for when deciding whether a potential treatment has any chance of being effective. So until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.